Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hey, survivors. Today I'm going to talk about enmeshment and not just enmeshment in family relationships that maybe we've heard about a lot, but enmeshment in friendships. So I had a couple of friendships in my 20s that I am certain now looking back that they were very enmeshed friendships. Like I knew at some point that they were not good. I wasn't using the language yet that they were unhealthy. I just knew that that friend and I it wasn't working anymore for us, you know, and so that friendship ended. Both those friendships ended at different times. And now I can look back 20 years later and see that it was a lot because there was so much enmeshment there. And enmeshment leads to resentment, and it's just a losing type of deal. So today I'm going to talk about, like, what are the signs of an unhealthy enmeshment with a friend And what's the problem with that? Why is it bad for us to have enmeshment with friends? What can we do about it? So on self-care for survivors of trauma, I always like to discuss the subject and talk about the hope that we can change. Like, that's why we're here talking about this is because I know that we all can change. I know I can change the more I read, the more I am aware of my patterns, and the more I get help for them, I have changed. And so nowadays when I'm in friendships or in relationships, they might not ever be perfect. You know, life isn't perfect, but they're getting healthier and better. And I'm starting to notice these types of red flags when my feelings and another person's are getting a little too intertwined. So the reason this topic came up is I was talking to my therapist last week and I was talking about a person that I met, a new friend that I met recently. And Uh, how much this friend and I were having fun together and all this, but something came out when I was talking truthfully to my therapist about how it kind of triggered me when me and this friend were getting along so well because it reminded me of a former roommate that I had in college. And she and I had a similar relationship in a way, but then it ended up kind of going sour And we were just so enmeshed and there were some things that I didn't like about that friendship. And I thought, you know, is, is this a sign that this person I met now is, is not the right friend for me? And so we were kind of going back and unpacking what happened there. And when I was telling her about this roommate of mine in my twenties, or I guess I was 18 when I first met her, but then we had a friendship through the twenties, um, When I was talking about it, my therapist said, Erin, it sounds like there's some trauma there. And we ended up doing some processing on it with the EMDR that I've talked about before. But I had never thought of that friendship 
in an enmeshed way. I knew it was unhealthy, but I hadn't really thought of that word before, and I was thinking about it a lot this week. So, so here are some signs of what it might have looked like if you're in a friendship that is enmeshed. The enmeshment is being involved in another person's life to an extreme degree, like their feelings are your feelings. You might not be able to see the difference between the two. Um, I was the, I guess, enabler part of the enmeshment, and the other person was kind of the dependent, maybe. They were kind of like more like the victim, and I was like the rescuer in both these friendships that I'm remembering. And so I would kind of go and expect that I could rescue them from their feelings, that I could be there for them, talk to them, make them feel better. And then that gave me a sense of accomplishment and felt made me feel good about myself if I was there for these needy people, um, which one of them was more needy than the other. One was a little bit more closeted needy. She, you know, she almost seemed like she had it way more together than me. But when it came down to it, I kind of judged both of them. I thought I was the one up in some ways. And they thought they were the one up in some ways. So it was like a very strange dynamic going on there. Um, Another sign of an unhealthy relationship that might be enmeshed is a lack of boundaries. So that's probably the hugest thing that I see with these two relationships is that physically we were together a lot of the time, way more time than I've ever spent almost with anybody else, Um, even my husband. I mean, you know, I spent a lot of time when I was married with my husband, but these friends, we would, you know, shop together, eat together, go to the bathroom together. I mean, it was it was that bad, you know. Um, I remember my mom saying at the end of high school with the one friend, we went, we got up to out of, off the dinner table to go to the bathroom at the same time. And she's like, what are you guys codependent? And I mean, I had no idea what that word meant back then. And I mean, I kind of think she didn't either. Like that was just a thing to say to be funny. Right. But I mean, the truth is, yes, we were very, very, very codependent. <laughs> we literally were going to the bathroom at the same time and all that. So Um, The lack of boundaries, though, it became an issue in both those relationships. And actually, that is what really caused me the trauma. So um, both of those relationships went into the sexual realm. One of them, I was a willing participant and the other one I was not. And uh, when talking to my therapist last week, I realized that with the one, um, she made a pass at me at one point and I was not interested, but the way she did it was very blatant. And, um, I mean, if a man had done that sort of thing to me, like that would have been an assault. I mean, it was that, that much, but I just didn't say anything at the time, really. Like I said, no, I'm not interested, but then I was hurt and then kind of angry that she did that. And, I was staying at her house at the time or her apartment and I felt stuck, you know, like I couldn't leave and I had to make us still be friends because I still had two days there visiting her, you know, we didn't live in the same city and I had taken a plane to go see her. So I felt very stuck in that relationship and then it built up the resentment and the biggest thing was that I wasn't sharing 
my own feelings. In that relationship, I wasn't able to be myself. And so that's why enmeshment is a sign of someone needing to get help. So when I'm in that enmeshed space where that person's feelings and needs come before my own, it means I'm not at all thinking about myself. I'm not um, thinking about my needs. And looking back and seeing myself in my 20s, I just wasn't in touch with my feelings. I didn't know how to access that kind of thing. Um, I was just very, very immature emotionally. And I just thought it was the right thing to do to be there for other people. Like that's the way I was conditioned in my childhood is that I was there to be another person's person. And so these friendships kind of allowed me to keep on that persona of being the rescuer and all that. Um, I do want to tell one story that shows the enmeshment so drastically Um, with the one friend. A lot of times we had the same feelings about the same things and it's so fun when you have a friend that you guys just get along like that and have all these same feelings. But then the second that we had a differing feeling or a different opinion about something, I would get angry and I was so passive that I would hide it um, maybe even to myself a little bit, or I, I wouldn't ever bring it up to the person because I didn't know how to express my feelings in a decent way. So I just hit it all. Um, I didn't know how to disagree. I didn't know how to have a different opinion than these friends. And so at this one point, the one friend um, decided to get some plastic surgery. And I was against plastic surgery, or I just thought she was so beautiful. I was like, why would you do that to yourself? You're already so gorgeous. But she really wanted to change that one part of her body. And um, she, you know, went on and um, made the plans, saw the doctor, saved the money, all that kind of stuff. And I was listening to the radio a long time ago, you know, they would say, call in if you have a question for this person. So there was like a therapist on the radio and she was like, call in if you have any questions. And I actually called in and got on the radio at one point And I said, you know, my friend is um, getting plastic surgery, doing this thing to cha- alter her body. And I can't believe she's doing that. Like she's going to mess up her body for the rest of her life and blah, 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 you know, yada, yada. And I remember the therapist saying to me, like, why do you care so much? And she didn't even say it that nice. She was kind of rude. Why do you care? Why do you care so much is more how she said it. I was like, well, she's my friend. I don't want her to, like, destroy the rest of her life. You know, what if it goes wrong? Or it just seems like there's a lot of complications. She's just like, well, it sounds like you have an issue because you care too much about this you know, stay in your own lane. She said something like that to me. And, um, and I was really taken aback, you know, and um, said goodbye. And that was that. And I was, I never understood that for the longest time. Um, But now I sure do. I mean, it isn't my business what another person does to their body. And I was really upset about this person choosing to do that to her body. And that just shows the enmeshment right there, doesn't it? I mean, it was so not my decision. And if I was 
not able to support her in her own decision about her own body, then I really had no right being friends with her, you know? And actually, that is what happened eventually, is this friend ended up doing some other things that were um, just, uh, you know, things I would have never done, and um, very provocative things with her body, and... um, I eventually did have to say goodbye to her because I couldn't support what she chose to do with with that. So, um, you know, and I'm glad because I don't think we would have ever seen eye to eye in that way. And it's sad. It's really hard losing a friendship like this, too. I mean, I was really it was humongously like a breakup when um, she and I stopped talking to each other Um, and that was actually the first time that I tried to go to therapy was when this friend and I had our breakup. Um, and I don't even know if I used that word, but I went into therapy that time and the therapist acted like, you know, what are you talking about? She's just a friend. Like the therapist totally didn't take me seriously. And, um, that sucked because now I can look back and see that I was really having a lot of suicidal, ideation then and I think I told the therapist that or I said something about it and she really didn't ask enough questions or want to know what was going on with me that's how I felt or maybe I was not ready to speak it out but I felt like that therapist really didn't help me out and she basically told me there was nothing wrong with me and you know I could go to like a class that she offered me one time you don't need therapy, you're fine. Like, so, oh, I hate that therapist. (laughs) I just, the amount of effort it takes for us to make a therapy appointment, like, it has to get so bad for us to make an appointment. And this was more than 15, maybe 15 years ago. I don't know, maybe it was 10 years ago. But I don't know, therapy wasn't as widely used back then I feel like now it's finally getting ubiquitous the way it should be but I just it's so unfair that she didn't notice my codependency and actually I've found out in the I've talked to a few different people I've met that were therapists in the last few years and I think now codependency is getting discussed more in therapy but it's not something that's in Um, the DSM or where they name all the types of psychological diseases and ailments and things that people can have. It's not a clinically um, labeled disease or, you know, condition. And so that's why a lot of therapists, A, don't know about it or B, don't talk about it to their patients um, is, is my understanding Because I was like, why was I in therapy so long and nobody ever told me I was codependent? Like, it was finally a friend of mine that told me about codependency. And I just, it just boggles my mind. Like, it was so apparent that I was codependent back then and needed help. How did that therapist not see it? I mean, I'm going in there saying how how sad I am about a friendship breaking up. I mean, that's not normal. That's not normal behavior that just happens every day that I'd be kind of feeling suicidal about a friendship breaking up, you know, like I lost my best friend, kind of. Um, so I think I conveyed the heart, the harshness of 
what enmeshment might do to us. I think if we notice that we're in a relationship like this, it's not necessarily that you have to stop seeing that friend or like break it off right now. I think it's just a opening into being able to start watching yourself and your behavior with some curiosity. What do you notice if you start feeling a bunch of resentment about a friend? Or if you start feeling like your feelings don't matter when you're around that person? Well, we all play a part in these things. So be curious about what's your part in it? What has been your role in that friendship? Um, How do you normally react when that friend has an issue going on? Or does that friend say mean things to you? Like my one friend that I love so much, um, she, the one that got the plastic surgery, you know, I mean, she would say she loved me like a sister and, and she would say how much she cared about me. But then sometimes she'd throw in kind of something mean, you know, about how I wasn't really that pretty or I was... Um, overweight or whatever like she kind of find little ways to get in a little jab here or there and nowadays like I don't have friends that do that to me because I would never do that to a friend if it's somebody I actually care about I don't have those feelings with them if I'm feeling angry at them then maybe they're not the right friend for me or maybe something happened that I need to resolve with them like I'm not nitpicky about my friendships nowadays. It's like I talk to people if there's a real issue and we have to iron it out or I either like them and want to be their friend or I don't. Like I don't keep friends around that I feel angry about, that I don't like their behavior. Well, it's like you can choose your friends. Don't choose ones that you don't like their behavior, Um, you know, to different extents. Like obviously we're not going to agree with everybody all the time about everything. But if there's friends of mine that have really big behaviors that violate my values, like that's a sign that I can't be friends with that person probably, or at least they have to be maybe a front porch friend if you use like a house metaphor, you know, like maybe they're a friend that you meet on the front porch. Maybe they don't come into the living room and they definitely don't come into the kitchen or certainly not the bedroom, right? So you can kind of think of the boundaries that way, like maybe some friends are just outdoor friends and and maybe some friends that we really trust and love can come inside and get more a part of us. So I hope that helped you all out. And you can always find me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I always reply to everyone that, that DMs me on there. And take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.com.